Hey, it's Chris here, and I've got a quick favor to ask you. If you've not reviewed Youpreneur FM on iTunes yet, can I point you in the right direction to do so? You see, reviews and ratings on iTunes are among the most important metrics for a podcast to rank well, something obviously that every podcaster is striving for, myself included. And as you can probably appreciate, it takes a lot of work to produce this show each week, and it would mean the world to me personally if you were to just take the one minute needed to leave a quick review, which you can do so by simply visiting chrisducker.com forward slash iTunes. Thank you so much for doing so. And on with this week's episode. This is Youpreneur FM, the official podcast of the Youpreneur Mastermind Community, a place where no entrepreneur gets left behind in their pursuit of building a business they can be proud of. And now, and now here's your host, serial entrepreneur and best-selling author, Chris Ducker. Chris Ducker. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 321 of Youpreneur FM. Thank you very much for joining me. As always, I am your host, Chris Ducker, and you are in the right spot, my friend. If you are a personal brand entrepreneur wanting to build a future-proof, profitable business based around you, your personality, your experience, and the people that you want to serve, and I have an incredible show lined up for you today. We're going behind the curtain, as they say. My man Gary Vaynerchuk joins us as we wrap up the uh, shows for the end of 2018. However, before we do that, I do want to take this this opportunity to say thank you to every single one of you who has reviewed and rated the show on iTunes recently. We've had a real flurry of activity on iTunes recently for the show, and uh, it you know warms my heart to see so many great things being said about the show. Number one, but number two, the fact that you're taking you know the sixty, the ninety seconds or so that it requires to go ahead and post those reviews means the world to me. It genuinely does. I love reading them and I read every single one from all around the world. So if you haven't already reviewed the show and you want to say thank you to me for providing this content to you on a weekly basis all year long, I'd love to be able to hear from you in the format of a rating and a review. You can just head over to chrisducker.com forward slash iTunes to go ahead and leave the review in your iTunes country store and I would look forward to reading it. So on to my chat with Gary. Now, in all transparency, this conversation actually took place a little while ago as part of our Youpreneur Academy monthly chit chat series, where I get to sit down uh, on a pretty regular basis with another industry influencer uh, and, and really just kind of chit chat, you know, hence the fact that that's what we call it. It's a fireside conversation uh, where we kind of deep dive in a whole bunch of other stuff. But the focus of this conversation with Gary is all about building that personal brand business into the 21st century. And honestly, you know, Gary's been doing this for a decade now. I've been doing it for pretty much almost the same amount of time as well. And this conversation for me, as far as I'm concerned, is absolutely essential listening for anyone wanting to build a business going into 2019 uh, and beyond based around them and their personal brand. So I'm not going to waffle on for any longer. Here's myself and Gary, the audio ripped directly from the Youpreneur Academy Chit Chat Video Library. I know you're going to enjoy it. Here we go. What is up, my fellow Youpreneurs? 
Thank you so much for joining me today. We have got another monthly chit chat. I'm sitting down with my very good friend, my brother Gary Vaynerchuk. <laughs> Vay, no. no. Oh no, hang on. What no, is no. this? Vaynerchuk. Right, no C before the K. That's right. Do you think I need one of those for Ducker? Yes. <laughs> really? Yes. Well, well, I wanted to say rhymes with. Yes. Can, can you get because that why? Why? Why wouldn't it? Yeah. Why that, wouldn't that would it? be the right T-shirt, dude? Yes. Um, you told me just before we got going a minute ago. I feel like I need a fiddle now. Uh, you told me that this is the only interview you're doing when you're in San Diego. Yes. Why is that? Well, I love how you're you're fishing for compliments because you know the answer. Look, I, I, I think you do good work, and I think that there's a lot of people hustling and trying. So there's, it's a matrix, right? You have good people doing good work, good mm. people doing below average work, bad mm. work. You have bad people doing good work, below average. And so you, you sit in that top left quadrant in my brain. Um, I think you do a good job when you interview me. Um, and I, I say that because I think I'm very easy to interview mm. um, because I put out a lot, I'm, I'm quote worthy, I've got brand equity, and so I appreciate when I think people challenge themselves. I'm also difficult to interview because I put out so much content right. and you don't want them to hear stuff they've seen on seven right. other podcasts. Exactly. So it depends on how you look at it. Obviously, I've just contradicted myself. The, the fundamental fact is I knew you'd be prepared. I knew it would be a good setup. Yeah. I knew that um, I know that you're a good guy. I think that you're, from what I see, and I watch, you know, it's funny. <laughs> you are who your friends are. You know, like whoever you keep circle, your circle with, that's who you are. Sure. I feel a little bit about the audience that follows one to be similar. Yeah. And so when I do these podcasts and shows and interviews and networks, I consume feedback. I don't listen to other people's shows. I don't listen to my show. Right, right, right. I listen to what everybody <laughs> who's watching and listening right now said about the show. Right. Um, and I've noticed historically that your audience is, I don't want to say more thoughtful, but more thoughtful. No, no, you're absolutely right. And I think one of the things, one of the reasons why I love doing what I'm doing and doing it for who I'm doing it is because I genuinely do feel as if I'm serving them. Sure. And because they give me so much in return, and you know what this is like, I want to serve them more. Of course, it's a, it's a, it's a circle. It keeps yeah. going back and forth. Okay, all right. So this is what I want to focus in on. And okay. We, we could have gone in on in so many directions. Thank you for all the compliments. So many directions here. But this is what I'm focusing on. I want to go back. Well, I also, I also dissed you a little bit before camera about losing a little bit of weight because <laughs> your, your son here said that you know, you're not as disciplined just, to get it. He just pinched By my way, inch. There wasn't as much fat there as I wanted. So, <laughs> so, but he looks nothing like his son who's in incredible shape. He's so, right there. So, come, uh, come in, CJ. Come in the show here, real CJ. quick. Get over Stop here. being bashful. Come on, show um, us a little bicep action. Let's yeah, do let's a little bicep thing look right at this here. Guy. Look at this. Come this down, come down a little bit. Come this down. is real. This is look real. At this. Look at this. I like but it. But look, but look. No, I mean, he's, he's bigger and stronger. All right, than shut up, looking man. And you need to start listening go, to go him. Go do another interview. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. We could have gone into anything. Yeah, any direction. But you know what? I want to go back. Can yeah. we go back a little? Yeah. Can we go to crush it time? Yes. And then talk about where we are now. These guys, youpreneurs, my my brothers and sisters, we're all about building businesses around our brand, our personalities are first and foremost, and then everything else, serving people, doing the right thing, ba 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 Where do you think we are now as personal brand business owners in today's market, in today's world, compared to where we were in Crush It time? Well, listen, I mean, I get a, I get a thousand emails a month saying that people are making five, six, seven figures because they followed Crush It. In 2009, people, I mean, the mainstream media, the bloggers of the time, this personal brand thing wasn't even a word. Yeah. And if it was, it was, 
it was either for the most famous or for the most huckstery. Right. And so the main streetification of being able to build a business around you um, it has really started. You know, I really think the next book I'm gonna write is called Crushed It, where I profile 100 people, 50 people that actually went out and read Crush It, it. and changed their lives. Yeah. Um, and then I'm gonna write, you know, the 15 things they should be doing on Snapchat, love it. Facebook Live, you know, musically, whatever in 18 months matters. Yeah. So where do I think we are? I think we're at maturity. I think we're at the early stages of maturity. When I did interviews in 2008, nine, around this subject matter, everybody who was listening and watching thought that was a pipe dream. Now a lot of people, I mean, again, guys, this is eight years ago. And I wanna ground everybody who's watching listening. Most people did not believe that you could put out content around your interests or your hobbies and not go work as a lawyer or accountant right. or a banker, but that YouTube people would be making, no, I remember I once said YouTube celebrities are gonna make millions of dollars and people chuckled <laughs> in the room. Right. They chuckled, like, they were laughing. It was 2008, it was eight years ago. There was no apps in the app store. There was no Instagram. There was no live streaming. There was no Snapchat. There wasn't ads on Google. So where are we? We're in a place now where people believe. They still are cynical to it. You know, if you live next door to a woman that's in her mid 40s that's making $4 million a year unboxing product on YouTube, you think it's weird. You don't fully believe it. You gotta think she's drug dealing. Uh, That was maybe two years ago. Now you do believe it. Now you might start to believe it, and I think. Now you're not calling the cops on her. And I think in three or five or seven or nine years, it's going to be so mainstream, you know, uh, that uh, it's going to be difficult for people to to really wrap their head around it. So, what do you think we should be focusing in on then? Like right now, like, do you think we should be? I mean, obviously, we're all about content, content, content. I know you love it. The content you put out is gold. Um, You know, I mean, we've talked privately about it, like how much I just love the fact that you double down so much on Daily V. I love the way that you've been able to show people that, you know, this shit ain't easy. Like, you're bringing it, you're working hard, you're putting in the hours. A lot of people are looking, I know you've got some, you've had, you've had some shit over this, right? People have come up to you and said, like, you have zero work life balance. Right, it's got to You're going to burn out. Right. It's going to happen. What does your wife say? Yeah. What do your kids say? Yeah. But you've, you've got some flack over this. Yes. How do you, I mean, the hustle is real, yes, but how do you handle the flack like that when you get it? With oh. the, with, but, but with the focus on the personal yeah. brand, yeah. right? I mean, I, I, I take it with uh, what, I take it very positively. I'm so thankful that people want to critique my life or care enough to leave two cents right. about that. I know that they're not in my bedroom or in my living room. They don't know my relationship with my kids no. and you know they don't know what's happening when I'm not on. And you keep that totally out of the and, and, I, and that's why I'm not mad, I'm empathetic. The answer is I'm empathetic. In a world where my wife and I have decided to put out virtually no content on her and the kids, well then of course, when they see my content tonight, I'm gonna give my keynote here the closing keynote for the first day, I'm gonna take a two hour drive to LAX, I'm gonna take a red eye from LAX to Maryland, and I'm gonna document that on Snapchat, DRock's not on this trip, and then I'm gonna work all day in Maryland, I'll give two keynotes tomorrow, and then I'm gonna take a red eye from Maryland, from DC to London. Right. Right? Then I'm gonna be in London for 13 hours, I'm gonna fly back to New York, I mean like, I get it, I get that most people in a three or four day window, three and a half day window, don't go from New York to San Diego, San Diego to Maryland, Maryland to London, London to New York. Um, 
but it's my truth. And I don't tell people they should do that. That's not crushing it. That's not how you're gonna make millions. That's how I live my life. And my hope is through putting out that content, one, people become interested in me and I use that interest level to deploy against the things that matter to me, whether that is to sell a book, whether that is to one day get everybody to guilt into giving me five bucks to buy the Jets, or whether that's for me when one of my best friend's daughters gets kidnapped and I want as many people on earth to possibly, see, I think people take the cynical route that it's just about money. Right. Like I made a lot of money before I started Gary Vee. Of course. Uh, Now I want it, I want to be a businessman, but there's a lot of things you can do with attention. And I want to amass as much attention as possible to deploy against selfish and vanity and also noble and causes and also emergencies. Nobody talks about emergencies. Like what happens if God forbid my daughter is diagnosed with a rare disease? Yeah. I'm, I'm happy that you can sit here in a month and go, guys, there's some bad news in our system. We need everybody to go and get tested on bone marrow. Right. I literally think that I'm gonna save the life of somebody within my 15 inner circle people because I have notoriety. Yeah, yeah. Guess what, that's good. Totally, oh, absolutely. Like, well, like, so I, again, I'm amassing attention and I also, to answer your question fully, I don't know how I got on my rant, I'm very empathetic that when somebody adds their two cents to Gary, you're gonna burn out, they don't realize how happy and so, how calm and so how far away from burnout I am because this is my zone. Yeah. This is who I was built to be. Yeah. This is my zen place. But you've always been like this. I would burn out if my wife came to me and said, you have to work nine to five or we're getting a divorce. I would shrivel and die. Right. I would shrivel and die. Hopefully she won't do that. Lizzie, you know, and so I think, and she won't, and and I know her, but like, like what people don't understand is when you're an extreme, when you're an anomaly, you're playing by different rules. I'm robotic. Last night, I did a meetup at this event. I was on East Coast time. The meetup started at 10.30, and from 10.30, to two o'clock in the morning. Four hours? Three and a half, wow. I don't wanna hyperbolize it, right? I didn't spend a single second other than taking a selfie, answering a question, signing a book, and hugging and high-fiving. And all my homies that are in this sector that have big followings as well, that are all on stage right now giving a talk, and giving a talk tomorrow, were like, how do you have the energy for that? Yeah. And I have the energy for it because this is what I was meant to do. You know, it's kind of like, I remember seeing an interview, I'm a big blues fan, and I remember seeing an interview with B.B. King maybe five, six years ago, and somebody said to him, you do, you know, you've been doing this 50 odd years. You've been doing this, you know, on the, on the, you know, road. literally, on the road, hardcore. Seven nights a week Like plans. literally 320 shows right. a year. Small bah, 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 bah. bands, small right. blooms, small big place, blooms. Right, and he said. I get it. He said, the day I stop I'll die. is the day I die. And you know what? He stopped and six weeks later he passed. I would tell you that if I wasn't married right now, that I would have, um, instead of starting VaynerMedia, given three years of touring the entire world, speaking for seven people in a coffee shop and 7,000 people mm. at the MGM Grand, um, I would do it. I, I understand BB King. I would, I would be on the road you know, if there weren't other things that interest me, building businesses, like I, I'm actually a business, like Chris, I don't think people understand this. Gary V is my side hustle. Oh no, I know. I think what's, I think what, pe- very, to be very frank, to sit on, to get on my ego train, I think it would hurt a lot of personal brands in social media and business is feelings if they realized 
how far ahead I am in this game when it is absolutely my side hustle. Right, and we've had conversations where we've talked about big business because, and we've sparred a little bit on yes. the number of staff that we've yes. got. He's beating me now. I, I, I'm not going to catch you. <laughs> I'm not going to catch you now. But but I get it. But this is my side hustle because 80% of what I make is not on the internet. It's yeah. through call center and yeah. recruiting companies. Yes. So I get it totally. But the average Gary V fan reader, follower, viewer, maybe doesn't. And what have you got to say to that in relation to the personal side of well, it? Well, one, it's flattering. Again, I'm, I'm an optimist. Like, if somebody thinks that I don't do anything but be myself and speak and write books, that's flattering because, right. Jesus, if I'm so good at that that they think that's what <laughs> right. I do for a living, like, then, then you should see their faces when one by one they figure out that I'm actually the CEO of, a, of the fastest growing agency in a long, long time. Um, so... You know, I, uh, I, I think it's just very interesting times. Obviously the internet, obviously the size of VaynerMedia allows me to have staff that allows me, you know, I have seven full-time people that work on Gary Vaynerchuk, mm. excuse me, on Gary B, right? I have a full-time video person, I have a full-time designer, I have two full-time designers, I have a full-time lead, Andy Kay, I have a writer, I have a paid person, like we have real infrastructure. Yeah, There's yeah, a yeah. production company that lives for producing my content, but it started with me in a flip cam. So you don't get there, no. you have to build businesses, you have to take the profits and reinvest them. I'm reinvesting uh, that seven figures of salary I could take home and put it in my pocket. And I would tell you a lot of you, this is actually a very important thing. One of the biggest differences in the personal brand space between the people that are at the top of the tier and the people that are in the middle of the tier are too many people in the individual entrepreneurial world, you, preneurs, a lot of you have come from other places, other jobs, you make your first buck, and what you want to do with that money is actually buy a nicer home or a nicer car or, which is fine, I can wrap my head around that, but then some of you get way too far, watches and furs, and uh, take that off. And, um, and, I what, and I think the big difference, <laughs> and I think the big difference is, because I think that a lot of people, when they make that first 200,000 or 400,000, well, okay, if they took that money right. and reinvested it in ads to build okay. up their brand, they could be in a bigger place five years down the line. Patience. I, I'm with you 120%, I'm putting the watch back on because I also feel that I've also invested plenty back yes. into my business, plenty yes. back into my brand, plenty, yes. plenty, plenty back into my family and my yes. infrastructure, my safety and my security and all the rest of it. I'm putting the watch back on. And you know what you should. Is that okay? Not only is it okay, <laughs> it's every single person that's watching, whether you say it or I say it, it's okay right. as long as they're happy with right. it. But when people come up to me and go, Gary, you know, Gary, you got lucky. You're getting lucky. Like everybody, uh, your personality. So many you, people. Do you seriously get people saying that you're getting lucky? Are you serious? Less because of Daily V. Daily V right. and Snapchat have suffocated the other people in this space that are highlighting this event. Right. Thinking I'm lucky because they've absolutely acknowledged through winks, emails, direct messages, like, huh. Right. <laughs> it's been the collective. Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot more work going on in that guy's so land. This is the state of the nation of the personal brand in 2016, according to Gary. Yes. Uh, the hustle's real. The platforms are bigger than ever. Land grabs are real. A lot of people are, look, Joel Com. Yeah. Joel Com's brand is better than it was four months ago because he moved faster and harder on yes. Snapchat. Yes, yes. Joel Com's been around forever. Yeah, he has. You're absolutely right. So Joel moved. Right? 
I, I mean, I moved. I, look how much credit, look, look what Snapchat's gonna do for me. I was kind of the guy at the top of the pyramid that got very loud, you know, and I'm gonna get a lot of benefit from it. Dude, let me tell you something. My son is right here shooting some behind the scenes stuff. You saw the bicep earlier, yeah. you guys. He was at the dinner table on, I think it was Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. I can't remember, dude. What was it, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day? We're talking about when when Chloe started showing me how to really truly use Snapchat properly because I was watching him. It was Christmas Day. So Christmas Day, it's over. My daughter's 17. I had Lewis Howes try to show me how to use Snapchat in the Philippines when he was ever tropical think tank. I had Amy Schmidauer, your singing queen, trying to show me how to use Snapchat. And I'm like, oh, whatever, whatever. Dude, a year and a half ago, Amy was trying to show me how to use it. And I was kicking it to the curb. And then eventually, everyone started talking about you on Snapchat. And I was like, okay, let me check it out again. I downloaded it for like the fourth Fourth time. time. Yep. Looked at it, saw what you were doing, and then I turned to Chloe, my daughter, and I said to her, it's how the hell do you use this bloody app? Yeah. And within 10 minutes, I was using the app because my teenage daughter showed me it, yep. and it just clicked. It clicked. it clicked because you made the religious decision instead of the tactical thoughts. Right, to just do it, right. Like, like when you think, <laughs> when you think tactically, hey, Show me how to use this versus I need to learn how to use this to be because successful. Because of, That's right, 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 That's right, right. It. It's, it's, it's weight loss and health. Yeah. It's business. I would tell you that a lot of people that are watching right now that are three-fourths in, half pregnant, kind of doing the personal brand, kind of doing other things. One of the things that has absolutely been a telltale reason that I've had success if I self-audit is when I decide I go all the f- in. Mm. I mean, all in. Mm. I mean, social media, 2006. I, Chris, what people, was there? People, I mean, people literally at Wine Library thought that I went cuckoo because I went from running a big business to sitting in a chair on a website, wasn't mobile yet, tweeting. This is ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people would come in that I've known for. It's like if you heard that I'm gone, and that I'm sitting in like I'm drawing in a cave. Right. That's how foreign it was. Seriously. That if you woke up today and, there, where's Gary Vee? Oh, you didn't hear? He went to a cave and he draws. Right. That's what it felt like to the wine industry okay. and the wine retail industry of what I was doing now on how Twitter. how long did it take? Because, I mean, that was, uh, you were doing A year it. and a half before I was like, okay, there's something. Uh, one day, that's why I went all in. Right. But a year and a half before others or my practical self could say, see? Practical self, okay, right. See, I'm on Conan. Yes. And I'm in Life Mag- and Time Ellen, Magazine. Ellen. And and right. and and people are people are buying four hundred cases of a wine that I say is good because of YouTube and Twitter. Right. Not because of email, not because of banner ads, not because of Google AdWords, not because of catalogs, not because of radio, not because of New York Times ads. And that's when everybody was like He's right again. And right. That, in, in my inner circle, my dad, Brandon, my cousin Bobby, in my inner circle, that was the last straw. Now I could say to them, I'm going into a cave and drawing, and they're gonna be like, well, that's gonna be huge. Right, okay. So let me ask you, can we shift gears? Shift yes. gears for a minute. Let's talk monetization. Yes. Sometimes I think people focus on that too much, and they're not looking at the reasons behind why. They're looking at it too much in the short term. Right. They want it to happen fast and then they screw themselves up. Because the audience can feel that you're trying to monetize them. And that's all they want. And it's over. Right. 
it's the, everybody wants to monetize. Sure. I said it earlier, I wanna, I, I wanna collect attention. That's what I do for a living. This is attention, this is what I'm trying to do. Oh, Snapchat, good. Oh, uh, you know, live stream Periscope, good. Oh, uh, radio, good. Oh, PR, good. Oh, uh, virtual reality, good. Oh, drawing in a cave, good. I'm, I'm a one trick pony. Right. I'm in the attention arbitrage business. Got it? That's why I didn't like computers as a kid. I didn't like technology. I don't like technology. I like attention. Right. And if attention's in these things, then that's where I'm going. That's why I care about the phone. So now, when I've got something interesting. One, I like giving. And I'll tell you why. At a macro level, it's tremendous. At a micro level, it's devastating. Mm. Let me explain. Mm. At a micro level, giving can be painful if you don't think of it in a big scale. I gave you something, and then when I asked you for something in return, you didn't give it to me. You let me down. When you think about giving in a macro environment, you know that you might let me down, but this guy might come through more than I gave, and this gal might come through for more, and this guy will come in even, and da 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 This is how I think about personal brand. The reason Wine Library TV and Gary V, the businessman, have worked is because I literally am okay with the notion that all the free content I give out may lead to zero monetization, but my macro brain knows that that can't happen. Right, of course. Got it? Right. That's it. 100%. I just broke it down. That's it. This hit me the other day. This is the first, I'm giving you a little bit of a scoop. This, okay. is, how, this is how, a scoop. We like scoops. I'm giving you a Gary V scoops scoop for good. four people that give a <laughs> I've realized, ah, at a macro level, I understand that giving works. Right. That's why on a micro level, you never see me doing those bullshit tactics that eliminate 98% of the people out of the game. I love it, okay. They give, they give you, let me give you two minutes of this video, then it stops and a pop-up comes up and buy my $90 ebook. Let's talk Facebook Live, I yes. love it. $90 for an ebook sounds pretty good though. Yeah, listen, it's very common. Let me ask you this, Yes. Facebook Live. Yes. I know you love it. I do. You Facebook Lived our chat when we chat by... <laughs> Without you knowing. Did, had no idea, no idea. And then what happened was I woke up the next day and there was like 200 and something fr friend requests and like on, fa <laughs> on Facebook and I was like, what is happening? And someone tweeted, oh, Gary was Facebook living your video. And I went over to, and you did it actually at facebook.com forward slash Gary. Yes. It was right there on the page, the whole video. Yes. And the whole thing is just, my face on your computer yes. screen. You weren't even, you weren't even living yourself. I was living you. Yes, and I love that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was great, I like that. Do more of that, Gary. Dude, I had no idea, yes. seriously, and it was great. But that's, for me, that is also part of your brand. Yes. Like when I look at that, when I look at what you do on Facebook Live and also Periscope and stuff, yes. and when you did the Super 8 with the book yes. launch and all the rest of it. Fun. Dude, how many? You, how many Four, five, devices? Five, right? maybe? Tons five, of, yeah. yeah. Mirror, um, Periscope, Facebook Live, or maybe it was three, actually. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, like, when I look at that, that for me is like the personal brand yes. that everybody knows and loves yes. for you. How do you, how do you stay consistent in, and it's more, I think it's more than just well, being. you know what? I'm going to jump in here. It was jump. funny. You said knows and loves, and then you were about to say, cons and you said consistent or stay true or what have you. It's interesting, when you said knows and loves, I was like, I wish loves. It still hurts me that 20% of people actually don't like me. There's people here at this conference that don't like me. Hmm. Um, because you're not, but you're not worried about ruffling feathers. I'm if not, you would, you wouldn't do it. You know, what it's funny, do. I'm not, I'm, you know what? I think this is what breaks me down. I probably care less about ruffling feathers than anybody here. I secretly probably, not secretly, I say it all the time, but I don't think people that know me well realize how much I do care, and I think in that balance is why I pull off what I pull off. Mm, okay. 
I don't like being not liked. Sure. I don't like people thinking I'm only in it for me and my ego. I don't like those feelings. Um, and so the way I keep it consistent, or where you you were going with that yeah, question, yeah, you know, you knew where I was yeah, going. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is I just know that if I'm always me, I'll win. Right. I have not been able to not be me my whole life, and I'm going to keep it that way, no matter how much. You know, it's funny. Last night caused a lot of the original social media people that were here last night to take a step back and come up to me and be like, "Whoa, you're you're starting to." Because you understand, a hundred people that showed up last night aren't here for this conference. There was right. people that drove an hour and a half from yeah. California that are like not in social media to come and say hi. Right. So a lot of them were like, whoa, this is really crazy. Like, is this, is, is this what's going on with you lately? And the Daily V and the Snapchat and like, and the TV, I've, you know, things have definitely moved a little bit for me. And um, I feel like it's very easy for me to stay me. And I, and I challenge all of you as you start getting, it's very easy to become uh, a, a kind of a version of yourself. It's very easy to start thinking you're better than you are because people tell you that, you know, I, listen, one of the reasons it's so easy to stay there for three and a half hours last night is because you have three and a half hours of people saying you're great. Right, and they've, um, they've given you that vibe, you want that vibe, right? I think it's super important to equally accept that and equally push, uh, I, I literally think I'm the greatest. This is just truth. <laughs> you truly, said this at the beginning of our yeah, chat last time. I really I think I'm the greatest, but I really think I'm also a piece of crap. I think if I die tomorrow, <laughs> nobody really gives a fuck that 48 hours later, everybody moves on with their day. Right. And so I'm grounded in those equal and opposite points of view. And in that, I have enormous balance, which makes me feel tremendously comfortable being me because if I'm not me, I've got to answer to me. Like I'm my toughest critic. Right. Like I don't want to feel weird. I want to feel good, and everything's being recorded, and I don't want my granddaughter to come up to me and go, Grandpa, there was this one interview you gave where you didn't say the same things that you said everywhere else. Right. Or, wow, I've watched, you know, my grandkids are gonna watch everything. Of course. And one of them's gonna be intellectually curious and maybe analytical, and I don't want him to be like, Grandpa, I actually tracked all your content through the years. And let me tell right. you, the word me grew quite a bit over a 40, like, I'm conscious of right. where this is all going. Right. Self-awareness. Self-awareness. This is what brother. you've been talking about for This ages. is the game, man. For yeah. all of you, and I appreciate you picking up on it, that's what it is. I'm very self, like, yeah. my superpower is self-awareness. You, what, what number was that? What number the, uh, Daily View was that? Oh, 28 right. maybe? No, was oh, it was that the early far? one? I don't I know. I know 28 on. has gotten everybody's panties in a bunch in a good way. Everybody loves it. I so mean, I thought it was that. I, I love the self-awareness angle on, on the I, whole entrepreneurship. I, I <clears throat> am far more less talented than a lot of people, but I'm not sure a lot of people are as emotionally in tune to who they are and how they're perceived and what the world needs and wants more than me. And it makes me a great salesman. And, uh, and it keeps me tremendously grounded and ambitious at the same time. I know who I am, I know what I provide, I know what I'm comfortable in, I know my role, and I play it. And people love you for it. A lot of people love me for yeah. it. And more importantly, what I like, the people that don't, eventually will. This is what I like, you just do you. I really do. And that for me, because I do me, and that's what I try and, and say to confuse, everybody that, and, and that I work And the hustle, with. and I apologize for cutting you off. No, and you're the right. hustle is something I've been clarifying and it's been working, which is I'm not doing Daily V to tell you that you need to work 17 hours a day. Yeah. I'm robotic. Like, I know it. My trainer, my trainer's like, you're the craziest person I've ever trained. You'll like this. He's like, you're on a fat loss and you're exponentially growing, gaining strength. 
He's like, you're doing, you're sleeping for four hours and then doing like, he, and, and I, by the way, let me clear this up for the people that have never heard it. Well, I think everybody should sleep seven and eight hours. Sleep is the game. Yeah. I'm not telling people to sleep less. I'm trying to sleep as much as possible. I'm telling people to do as much as possible while they're awake. Right. My hustle isn't work 24 hours a day. My hustle is if you're gonna work 15 hours, dismantle those 15 hours, work like most people work 30, and then spend two hours of escapism and then get seven hours of sleep. That's a good 24 hours. I love it. Right? Yeah. That seems amazing. Seven sound hours, two hours of to just unwind and and 15 hours of insanity. Right, but a lot of people, yeah, and that's what they need. And most people, I'm sorry, I'm gonna get on a rant here. Most people work nine hours and three hours hours of it is like sending funny videos back and forth to their buddies like, and they think they're hustling. Like that's just not real. You can't watch three hours of YouTube a day. Not even the Daily V show? Nope. Oh, he's closing it out right now. Nope. There. <laughs> no, not even that. Not even that. Gary V, I want to end it right there. You've got a keynote to go and do. Yes. But I want to ask you one more question Please. before we go. And can I be a little selfish? Yes. Okay, good. My little boy over there yeah. is in the middle of the first part of his online brand building mission. And I know actually there's going to be a lot of people that are tuning in right now that are going to be able to get something out of this response as well, I know. Okay. He's YouTubing. Okay. He's Instagramming. Yep. He's snapping. Yep. He's doing his thing. He's learning a few old tricks from the old dog here, right? Yes. What do you think he should do? Personal training, focus on what he's doing. But again, the personal brand is what it is for everybody. It's for everybody. One of the reasons I have a big consulting firm and a very successful business and I'm a good businessman is I can't answer that question without the next question, which is do you have a read on what you actually want to happen? See, I have to understand where money, fame, you know, freedom, right. I, like I okay. need the matrix. Yeah. I need to under, you know, dad's done it right. So I don't know, does he want to climb that mountain and make more than dad? Does he, does he want, does he love the lifestyle? Does he himself, he's in great shape, how much does he want it to support him being able to be in the best shape of his life? Right. There's a lot of cliche places he could go. Right. right. Does he want to create swimwear and build a business that has nothing to do with being you, but he wants to bring, build the next OP, the next Vans? Right. Right. The, I, there's so many questions I have to do, I mean, he's a young guy, does he want girls right now? Like, like, there's just so many things that I would, I, whenever somebody, come, when, when a brand comes to VaynerMedia, we listen. By the way, this is what I do. The reason I put out content that works is I listen to everybody. Right. I don't go and read other people's books. I don't go and check out other podcasts. I don't need that. I've got my way. I don't need to hear how Chris Brogan or Seth Godin do it. They're great at them. They're the best Chris Brogan and Seth Godin. I don't want to be that. I want to be me. I know who I am. Right. What I want to hear is what Liam Magoo thought about this interview. One tidbit that Liam tweets about or leaves on a Facebook comment or on a YouTube thing can trigger a piece of content. Love it. Got it? Yep. So what do I, to answer his question, I have no idea. Right. I need to know what he gives a shit about in the next 24 months and does he know yet at this young of an age what he cares about in a 30 year window? Right. And I need to give him strategy that understands that even if he thinks he knows in a 30 year window, he starts a family, other things happen, tragedy right. can happen, you have to be ready for everything. Yeah. And so that's the advice I would give him. Love it. But I would tell him at this young of an age and knowing, again, I'm making assumptions of having good old dad, You know, some kids that are listening and watching right now, parents have nothing for them. Sure. 
they've got to make ends meet and live with a roof over their head, they may have to go into quicker tactics to monetize. Sure. He, on paper, again, I don't know, intuition doesn't. Right. And I would tell him, the longer you can hold out to monetize, the better. Good old dad probably wants to see it in action. I'm not saying that, well, I don't know what advice you're giving, I, want, I get it. You know what I want him to do? Whatever the fuck he I wants to do. I want him to do whatever Listen, the hell he wants to do. If my kids literally want to paint right. pictures with tomatoes, dad, I want to be the single greatest artist in making pictures with tomatoes. Right. And never sell any of them. Right. Even if I became like a Banksy. Right. I'd be like, great, let's go. Yeah, let's go I'm to the buy, market. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go buy fucking green tomatoes like you've never seen. Yeah. I don't care. My parents allowed me, when everybody was supposed to go to school and get good grades because we were immigrants and that was the way to make it in America, my parents let me be an entrepreneur. I'm gonna do exactly the same thing for my kids. If they look at daddy's reputation in four years, already, Misha's in first grade. She's like, daddy, are you gonna be on Shark Tank? I'm like, I don't know, Misha, that's an interesting question. I'm intrigued by what you're gonna say next. I go, why? She goes, well, um, Pierce, I wanted to remember the right name. Pierce says that you're a famous businessman and that's what famous businessmen do. So when, when little Misha in 24 months, 36 months, understands what dad's doing, she's gonna, you know, over the next 10 or 15 years of her life, she's gonna decide, do I wanna climb that mountain? Right. Do I wanna build a trillion dollar business empire? Or do I wanna run away from that as much as possible? Because those are the paths that people go in. I love it. And I wanna support either way. And so what I'd wanna know is, what does he know about himself? And if I was just me and him, I'd say, look, first and foremost, you gotta take dad out of the equation. I know, because you're a kid, you care about dad. You sure. love dad. Dad's, and I also know your dad, he's awesome. Before, you're gonna have to do the best you can right now to separate what you think dad wants you to do versus what you wanna do. Yeah. And that's a very important process. And I want him to do I believe him. You. I believe Just you. like you do you it's and I do me. I probably am intuitively doing this interview because I believe you, because I think right. you're a good dude. Yeah. But it's, you know, listen, he's a young guy. You, you know what happens else for guys like us? You forget the 17-year-old version of yourself. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you were an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Were you or no? Uh, I, I you had your shit together? Yeah. Well, Me too. Nah. You guys were an idiot. Yeah. No, we were never idiots. Let's get that but out really, there. But really, you know, I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. I'm not sure. You know, I brag on these 20-year-old life coaches, like, right. don't sell me that bullshit. <clears throat> I secretly wonder if the internet was around, would I have been one of them? I'm not sure. Right. I'm not sure. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I think I would have had the patience, but maybe that's what building Wine Library taught me in my teens and 20s. So by the time I popped out of that, maybe, you know, I was grounded in for 10 years of my life, lunch paling to one place, clocking in and out every day, building something. So as a 30-year-old man, when I first hit the scene as a wine guy, or 34, when I first, I mean, I was 34 years old when I first said my business words. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I was already built. Self-awareness. Self-awareness. All comes back to it. Gary Vaynerchuk. Thank, thank you, my friend. Thank you. You're so good to hang out with, and I'll be back at you again next month with another chit-chat right here on Youpreneur. Bye for now. If you enjoyed today's show, I'd love for you to check out the Youpreneur Mastermind Community. It's the go-to resource for everyone wanting to build a profitable, future-proof business based around their experience and those that they want to serve. So whether you're just starting out or if you've been working hard on your personal brand and building your online platform for a while, the Youpreneur Mastermind Community can help you take everything you've been doing to the next level. 
with lots of training, live mastermind calls, and thriving community forums where you can get the feedback, advice, and more energy and encouragement than you'll know what to do with, the Youpreneur Mastermind community is the perfect place for anyone wanting to learn how to build, market, and monetize their personal brand. For more info and to get started on your new Youpreneur journey, head over to youpreneur.com today. I'll see you on the inside.